It's time for episode 54 of the Clockwise podcast, recorded September 17th, 2014, at an undisclosed location. Clockwise, four guests, four tech topics, no employers, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, a podcast that's taking it one day at a time. I am your host, Jason Snell, and across the country from me on Skype is my fellow host, Dan Morin. Hi, Dan. Hi, Jason. It's good to be back. I feel that we've been gone for so long. <laughs> it's it's only been a week. What? <laughs> what? What a week. That's oh, ridiculous. There's been a few things that happened this week, but clockwise continues. For those out there who uh, who don't know, and I, 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 if you're listening to this, I am surprised if you don't know, there was a big uh, a big bunch of uh, job cuts at our employer, IDG. We are no longer from your pals at IDG. We are moving this podcast to Relay.fm, but it's not there quite yet. We're still going to keep doing it. And uh, all of us on the podcast today are uh, gone from IDG and looking for new things or working on new projects. But uh, the podcast goes on, and it's really nice to... Uh, to welcome our our friends who used to be our coworkers, isn't it, Dan? Oh, it's delightful. It's and we're no longer from your pals at IGG. We're just your pals. We're just your pals. Just your pals. It's from us. From your pals. Yeah. From us to you. Yeah, I like that. So That's to great. my left is the great Philip Michaels. Hello. Hello. You know, when I said that the host of uh, uh, the Clockwise podcast should be replaced, I did not mean both hosts. I did not mean and also removed from other jobs. And I, and I certainly didn't mean me. So I guess I, I should have been clarifying. Your, your coup has gone horribly wrong. Yeah, Careful what you wish yeah, for, Phil. I, I should have planned this out better. And to my left, the very charming Dan Frakes. Hi, Dan. Hi, Danny. Former Macworld editor, always your internet friend. Uh, so here's how this podcast works. We take about 30 minutes to talk about four technology topics, and uh, then we let you get on with your life. So uh, I will begin with the first topic. Uh, the iPhone 6 is coming out on Friday. We're recording this two days before the iPhone 6 release. I have been using the iPhone 6 for the last week uh, because Apple gave them to me at Macworld, and then I left Macworld, and we said, what do we do? And so <laughs> Under I the cover review. of night. <laughs> I, wrote, yeah, I wrote a review for Macworld, and, and then I, I wrote some stuff on my own site. So um, anyway, I've had a chance to use them, uh, both the 6 and the 6 Plus. I think they're really interesting phones. Um, I think, uh, for me, the most notable thing, obviously the most notable thing about them is that they're bigger. Um, uh, even the smaller model is bigger than the iPhone 5. Um, one of the things that struck me about it is that they're actually pretty easy to hold in your hand. Um, the curved edges and actually even the glass on the top of the screen tapers down to a curve. So it feels really good in your hand. Uh, and I love the look of the iPhone 4 and 5, but they had those the sides that were straight. So it was it was more kind of an industrial look and looked like a, uh, like a, an electric razor kind of. And these are uh, curvier, but the curviness and the thinness of it does offset... Uh, the feeling of largeness. So like the iPhone 6 doesn't really feel that much larger than the iPhone 5. Um, and uh, then they added some features like reachability where you tap on the home button a couple of times, uh, just touch it, not actually push it. And everything sort of slides down so that you can reach far off things with your thumb if you're using uh, the phone one-handed. So I, I can talk a little bit more about it because I have spent like a week with these things, but I'm curious what you guys are thinking of the iPhone 6. Are you intrigued? Are there things you want to check out about it? Are you happy with the phone you've got? Um, and let's start with Phil. What do you think? 
You know, I, I upgraded my, my iPhone to a 5C back in, in March, and I did so knowing full well that Apple always does the upgrades in the fall, and I was gambling that the iPhone 6, or whatever it was going to be called, turns out it was the iPhone 6, was was not going to be uh, enough to make me uh, re- regret my, my decision to upgrade, and uh I feel that that bet paid off. I, I it, perhaps it was because it was at an event where they discussed a really exciting watch and and a really clever way of of doing mobile payments. But I uh, the the iPhone six uh, didn't really strike me as a as a game changer for me, and I'm I'm quite happy with the the five C that I have, and will continue to use it. So, you, like Phil, I skipped a generation, or, or will skip a generation, but I skipped the 5S, 5C year last uh-huh. year. So, I'm still doing an iPhone 5. Uh, but I, I feel like, you know, having waited two years now, my contract was up. It seemed like a good time to upgrade. And um, for the first time, I'm able to actually trade in my old phone and get some money for it. So, that helps defray the cost of my new iPhone 6, which is very nice. Um, I'm mainly excited, you know, having not really had a phone with, say, the Touch ID feature, for example. Um, I'm really excited to give that a whirl, especially when Apple Pay rolls out next month um, and having a nicer uh, nicer camera and a nice big screen. All those things are I'm pretty excited for. I liked my iPhone 5 a lot. It served me very well. And in fact, I was lucky enough and lucky enough, quote unquote, to get a new one about halfway through its life because the old one, the camera totally got shot on it. So they replaced it for me. So I essentially had two <laughs> brand new iPhone 5s for a year each. <laughs> which was a pretty good deal. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty excited to see what the iPhone 6 brings, um, especially with regards to some of those, the, you know, the NFC and Touch ID features that are brand new. So so my family, we have three phones on, you know, on various contracts and they're on a rotating basis. So every year I get a new phone, my wife gets the last year's and someone else gets the other one. So, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of forced to buy the new one because my wife's been waiting a year for Touch ID and an, <laughs> an iPhone 5S. Um, but uh, no, I, you know, the, the things that I really w- wanted in a new phone is a better camera because my iPhone is my, be- is my camera. I wanted longer battery life. And, um, and I did want a little bit bigger screen because it turns out I use my iPhone way too much every day. And having a bigger screen, especially as I advance in years, is a good thing. So, um, so I was actually pretty pleased by them and I'm kind of looking forward to them. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned the big screen. One of the things that I really like is a, and I think people are going to like, uh, maybe not uh, young people with great eyesight, but display zoom, which is a feature that, you know, every time I hear from people who are uh, older people who use technology, especially people who've got uh, declining vision, that um, when devices get bigger, the the stuff on them doesn't get bigger. It just is more space. And that can be frustrating um, if you're somebody who actually wants everything to just scale and get bigger so you can see it more clearly, especially, and if you've got a little handshake or something like that, having a larger touch area is also good. And that's now a feature of these new phones that you can turn on display zoom. And it basically makes the six into, it's the screen of a, a five stretched out to the size of the six and everything's bigger. And I believe on the six plus it takes the screen of the six and stretches it out to the size of the six plus. So um, it, that's a nice feature for people who have uh, who have problems seeing the little tiny things. Plus you can crank up the tech size in the system. So lots of good stuff. All right, Phil, it's your turn. What's your topic? Yeah, uh, I, I've i been, you know, scanning the newspapers today, the the, the internet newspapers. <laughs> and uh, 
Did you find a newsboy? What what yes. year is it where a you newsie? are, Phil? Yes, a little a little uh, digital newsboy comes up and says, "Digital paper, Mister," and, and I flip him a digital coin, and uh, <laughs> he he bites it and is says, "Why, well, this a, is a wooden nickel," and then I run off. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I saw on the news today that Facebook is uh, apparently at least developing a new app. It's, it's unclear if it will ever see the light of day, but it's, a, it's an app called Moments, which is supposed to make it easier to share uh, 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 pictures and, and, and things and all the sorts of things that you would share on Facebook, but it makes it easier to share with a select group of people. This, this confused and alarmed because I thought that's what you did with Facebook in general, as you pick two, you could share it with. I understand that their sharing controls are not uh, the the most uh, uh, clear things in the world, but it, it seems to me that uh, Facebook should actually um, uh, improve those rather than come out with a, a standalone app. But that seems to be Facebook's play lately with, with all the different uh, 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 specialist apps, uh, one-trick pony apps that it's coming out with, both Facebook and Instagram. And I guess my question for the rest of you is, is this a good thing to have uh, to have these these uh, uh, unitasker apps, or, 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 or really, uh, is it kind of cluttering up the mobile landscape? I, I think, you know, I get annoyed a little bit. I think another good example of this is a couple, I think like a few months ago, Google decided to spin its Google Drive app into like separate apps for Google Docs, Google Spreadsheets, and Google Slides. And I find it incredibly annoying because my muscle memory is still is like, all right, okay, launch the Drive app, which still exists. And you can, and then if you try to open something that's in one of those particular formats, it shunts you over to the other app. And I guess I'm confused as to why that needed to be in several different apps as opposed to in one app. I didn't feel like it was like hurting anybody. Um, but uh, I, it does get kind of cluttery, I think. And especially you know, with all these multiple apps from single services where it seems like things would nominally go really well together, it is a little annoying to have this functionality split off. I guess it's really handy if you only want that one thing. Um, but oftentimes when you're part of sort of a larger monolithic service, like something like Facebook, it does seem a little odd to divide that into all these discrete uh, solutions. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I imagine there's times when it makes sense, but I, I do hate the idea of having to download, oh, I can't edit, you know, my Google, this, this Google Doc and my Google Drive app. I have to go and download the Google Docs app. Oh, I forgot to put it on this device because I'm trying to do it on my iPad now and it's not installed there. And it's just, it, it's annoying. And it's just, I have enough apps already. I don't need like a preponderance of new apps. Yeah, you know, I, I can see the, 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 the idea behind it. If, if you've got an app that's just getting overcrowded with new features and buttons and there's a logical way to split that into something else, then sure. But for example, when Facebook split Messenger off, um, you know, I don't know about you guys, but first of all, I hardly ever used Messenger, so and it and it was very inconspicuous. If you weren't using it, it hardly ever showed up anywhere in the app. When someone sent you a message, then it suddenly appeared and you could use it. But I had no problem with it being in the Facebook app proper, uh, and then they split it out into a completely different app, and uh, so now I've got two apps on my phone instead of one, cluttering up the interface, and so I. I don't get it in those situations where it feels like, why do they do this? And in fact, if you go in the app store and look at the Facebook apps ratings um, prior to the split, they were pretty high. And now they're like two and a half across the board for every version since then. So clearly I'm not the only person who is wondering why the heck they did this. Yeah, I guess the idea here is that they're colonizing 
um, your home screen. <laughs> it's like it's like you know how they uh, they make uh, uh, you know one company will make twenty different cereals because they want to crowd all the other cereals off. I feel like that's what's going on here. And although I like the idea that every tool. Um, Every tool deser- deserves its own, uh, or every job deserves its own tool, and unitaskers are good, and all of that. It 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 uh, it can be good, but a lot of times it just feels like clutter. It feels like uh, unnecessary things. Like I don't mind hyperlapse because it's doing something very different from Instagram, but I I do mind like Facebook is now five apps, and Facebook Messenger is here, and your Facebook feed is over there, or what uh, Foursquare did, where they they broke Foursquare into Foursquare and Swarm, making knife. You know, both of those apps are now much less interesting to me than the old Foursquare app. So, I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think it can be done right. It's not always bad, but uh, a lot of times it seems to be done for more kind of cynical reasons. Yeah, I, I'm sympathetic to the idea of not having a bloated app, especially on your smartphone, which you've got limited uh, screen space and you don't want to spend a, a heck of a lot of time scrolling through menus. But like you say, Jason, I. I I think that this is the cruel stench of commerce motivating a lot of these uh, a lot of these decisions to to break up apps into their own uh, separate fiefdoms. Uh, whether it's to dominate the home screen, whether it's some sort of mobile ad play that my tiny brain is is, is too too uh, delicate to, to to suss out. All I know is that the great Alton Brown said that there's only room for one unitasker in my kitchen, and there's no room for unitaskers on my on my iPhone. Fair enough. We are halfway through this, Dan. It's almost time for your topic. I am waiting with uh, anticipation. I'm a shiver. But before that, I have to take time out at halftime to tell you about our sponsor. It is Backblaze. Now, what is Backblaze? Online backup for all of your computer's data. You need to backup your stuff online. Even if you back up using Time Machine to a hard drive in your house, what happens if something happens to your house? You need to have an off-site backup. I can't uh, say this enough. And actually, once you set up an online backup, you just set it and forget it. And it happens in the background. And it's really uh, easy because it just backs up over the internet and it's there when you need it. When you've deleted a file by accident, you can retrieve it. If your computer dies, you can get all the data back. Backblaze has backed up over 100 petabytes of data. That is a number so big, I don't, I can't even count that high. And it just crossed the 7 billion mark for the number of files that it's been restored. You can access your data anywhere. You can access it on an, an iPhone, an Android app. You can get a web restore so you can actually log into their website, use your password, and get a file and download it even if you're somewhere else and not at your computer. Um, And it's not just for disasters. You can retrieve documents you've forgotten to bring with you. So it's really something that is cloud storage combined with the peace of mind of online backup. There are no add-ons. There are no gimmicks. There are no additional charges. There's a free trial. Go to backblaze.com slash clockwise. And after the trial period, you pay $5 per month per computer for unlimited, unthrottled backup. As fast as your internet connection will go, as many files as you have, $5 per month per computer. Uh, Get a risk-free, no credit card required, fully featured trial just by going to backblaze.com slash clockwise. Go now. And thank you to Backblaze for sponsoring Clockwise. All right, halftime's over, Dan. What do you have for us? Well, as we are sitting here recording this, I don't think it's too much of a peek behind the podcast curtain to say that iOS 8 has just been released. Um, Now, of course, we've heard a lot about iOS 8 both in last week's Apple event and, of course, back in WWDC this year. So I was curious from you guys, what feature are you most anticipating in iOS 8 or 
are you avoiding the iOS 8 update altogether? Or what feature is making you avoid the iOS 8 update altogether? Any other Mr. options? Mr. Oh, or <laughs> Mr. Franks, what do you do got? Do I have to answer each of those questions? or are they, is they Well, I, or, some of them okay. are mutually exclusive. Right. I think. Take the second question first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the one there's actually there's actually I'm going to say three quickly. One of them is the messages, voice messages, because I think my wife and I are going to use the heck out of that. Uh, being able to quickly just instead of type a message, you can just send an audio message. Uh, I think we're going to use that a lot. Um, the second is is the third party keyboards because I'm really looking forward to using Text Expander everywhere now because Text Expander three for for the iOS is using a third-party keyboard extension, um, that option iOS, to provide text expansion capabilities anywhere where there's a keyboard. So I'm finally going to be able to use, for example, Text Expander in mail. Uh, and then the third one, and this is going to sound really mundane, but the thing is I use mail on my iPhone all the time, constantly throughout the day. And so any advances to, to, to mail are going to be hugely welcome to me. And I like the fact that you can now minimize drafts so you can actually kind of refer to a message behind the one you're, you're using. I like that there's more swipe gestures so things are faster. Um, actions like moving and trashing and, and marking all as red, those kind of things. So those are all mundane things, but they're ones that I'm going to get a lot out of. So I'm really looking forward to those. Yeah, I, I've been, you know, honestly, I've been using iOS 8 for so long now that I've forgotten what's new in it um, because it's been there for so long. It's got to be extensions and the notification center add, uh, add-on widgets for me. That's the stuff that I'm really excited about. Um, uh, the extensions, the ability, quite honestly, the ability to have one password in Safari yes. so that I can log into things in Safari using one password without having to leave Safari. I'm really excited about that. And I know it's going to go way beyond that in terms of having little nuggets of intelligent stuff happening inside other apps. Like one app kind of like pushes in, does something cool in this app, and then it goes away again. Really looking forward to that. And in terms of the widgets, I just actually was trying uh, James Thompson's PCalc today. And the fact is that there's a PCalc widget and, you know, you flip down and there's the calculator um, on your notification center anywhere on your uh, on your phone, which I think is really awesome too. So I'm looking forward to lots of stuff. I feel like this is, iOS 8 is really like, the uh, we talk about TikTok updates. Like iOS seven was so much about these visual changes and 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 uh, getting a set for a new generation of iOS releases. And iOS eight, I feel like delivers. It's 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 bringing those new features that we've wanted for so long to us at last. So I'm really um yeah I'm really excited about it. And here comes Mr. Grumpy. You yeah, know, go I, go for it. Bring I, us down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a fine update, but I'm going to let the rest of you suckers download it and work out all the problems and uh, find all the pitfalls and I'll, uh, I'll uh, uh, wade in when uh, the first or second uh, uh, update to iOS 8 comes out and uh, Apple's ironed out all the little hiccups. That said, family sharing seems very attractive to me as as uh, someone who lives in a, a multi-device household and who we often have to, uh, if, my, if my daughter wants to watch Frozen, she has to watch it on one device, and if she wants to watch Ratatouille, it's got to be on another d- device because they were bought on different accounts. I, I like the idea of, uh, of removing uh, uh, that that roadblock i just wish that they had uh added some sort of a user account or profile so that we could all use the same device uh on occasion like like an ipad where we could have different apps that different people have bought 
All very good features, I think. I think, um, Jason, you you kind of you stole the words right out of the review for MacWorld that I never wrote, uh, <laughs> um, which is that this is a t- this is sort of the TikTok upgrade. And iOS seven was, of course, many people not only a radical change, but obviously people you know were kind of many people were confused and befuddled by all the changes that had magically happened to their phone. There's not as many outward facing changes this time around. Um, a lot of the really, really cool stuff is under the hood, and I agree with you that extensions are, I think, the thing that sort of bode the most interesting in terms of what developers are going to be able to do with it. That said, there's plenty of other really cool stuff here. I'm interested to see how the health stuff works, especially when I eventually get that iPhone 6 and it has something that feeds into the health app um, and you know some of the integrations with, with other stuff. Um, there's a lot of cool under-the-hood features and uh, I think from from you know it's kind of there are some definitely some neat front facing things as well. Dan talked about messages, which is uh, really nifty. I've actually used the voice message thing, and it's pretty cool. I have to say, I, I think it's it's kind of nifty, and there are definitely people who will really be big fans of that. So I am looking forward to upgrading right as soon as we're done with this podcast. Excellent, and that leaves us Dan Frakes with topic number four. So the big question last week, especially at. 12 a.m. Pacific time, if my Twitter feed was any indication, was which iPhone 6 do I get? Do I get the 6 or do I go whole hog and get the 6 plus? Um, and, you know, I, I after much debate, I ended up with the 6 plus. That's what I went with um, for various reasons that I've actually written up. And maybe if I'm lucky, someone somewhere on the Internet will actually publish that um, because it's I don't have a I don't have a site anymore like all of us. Right? <laughs> um, so. Um, but for a couple of reasons. So I, I already mentioned that, you know, the better camera, the longer battery life, the bigger screen. I'm really was into that. Um, and, and I think I probably would have always wondered if I should have gotten the bigger one, if I had gotten just the regular six. But the bigger thing for me was that as I stopped to think about this, I realized that a lot of the things I do, um, really benefit from a bigger screen so much so that nowadays I find myself carrying my iPhone five and my iPad mini places. I'm, I'm carrying them both. And I'm hoping that if I get the, the, the six plus, that what's going to happen is so many of the things that I do that I usually would do on my iPad mini, I'll be able to do on my phone instead of, you know, switching over to a different device because the screen is so much bigger. There's so much more room the, the you know, the, the, the apps are optimized for the larger screen that I'll be able to leave my iPad mini at home. And so even if it's huge and doesn't really fit comfortably, comfortably in my pocket, the hope is that it'll still be better than carrying, you know, a separate bag with an iPad in it. So that's my justification. I'm just wondering what you guys are thinking if you're going to buy us an iPhone 6. I mean, as I mentioned on our last episode when we were in in your office, Dan, where you are now, but we are not, um, is uh, I, I was really intrigued by the idea of the 6 Plus um, as somebody who has an iPad mini, right? Uh, and and uh, having used the 6 Plus now, I think it's great if you want a huge phone. If you are a phone addict and you just wish you had a huge phone and you had it with you all the time and it has a bigger battery and all of that, I think it's great. you got to commit to sort of two-handed operation for a lot of things, but I think it's great. Uh, it's not for me. I, I uh, It is not, and, and the way I'd put it too is it's not an iPad Nano. 
it is a big phone, not a small iPad. It has some features that are iPad-like, other features it doesn't. It doesn't feel to me like an iPad. It just feels like a big phone. And that's okay. I mean, the iPhone 6 is bigger, but it's manageable, like I said, because it feels fine in your hand. And and uh, and I feel, I, I feel like the battery life is actually going to be better than Apple's estimating, at least the way I use my phone. Um, the, uh, the, the way that the battery was going when I was at a conference this weekend, uh, it was doing great. It was actually doing really good. So um, I am uh, looking forward to the 6 and, and and uh, as we mentioned earlier, I too have a family kind of uh, plan of like when different people get different phones. So I will be getting that that six. I've already placed my order um, and uh, the six plus, you know, I think everybody should try, should go to an Apple store and put them in their hands and see because um, you may be impressed and comfortable with the six plus or you may go, oh my God, that is so huge. And you need to, you need to see it for yourself because it is very large and um, it's not going to be for a lot of people. And that's okay. It's not a mainstream. It's, it's like the other phone yeah like you say it's 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 not for me it's uh i don't need a big phone i i wouldn't mind a phone with a screen bigger than the iphone 5c that i have so when when my contract's up in a couple years i'll I'll probably upgrade to uh uh a slightly larger phone but uh the this the six plus is far too large just for me i'm sure i'm sure you'll be happy dan <laughs> uh yeah, like like Jason, I think we talked about this last week. You know, I, I think it's the I the six plus is slightly too big to be useful for me as a phone and kind of too small to really replace my iPad mini. Um and I just it just it feels clunky to me. And I and you know, again, I'm sure there are people who will find this, you know, exactly what they're looking for, especially folks who were on Android maybe and felt like they didn't want to go to the iPhone because they didn't want to sacrifice having a big screen. Um I, I think that market totally exists. It's not for me. Um I don't really feel like I mean, I don't really want like a shoulder holster for carrying actually I do kind of want a shoulder holster <laughs> for carrying my iPhone around. But <laughs> I don't need a giant <laughs> Actually that would be great and when you're in the store you'd frighten people when you tried to pay for something. Yeah, because you're reaching into your code. Boom. (laughs) I locked and looted. Yeah, so I I don't know. The 6 Plus seems large. I, I think what's interesting to me is the idea that like, um, and and our, our friend John Gruber alluded to this in his post of iPhone 6 and 6 Plus observations. Are these the last sizes? Because can you make a phone bigger without getting ridiculous? So maybe the you know 4.7 and 5.5 inch displays are kind of here to stay, which would be nice because I think if you get bigger than a 5.5 inch display, you get absurd. Um, I already find the 5.5 inch comically large and to go any larger than that would be a little ridiculous so i'm i'm at least heartened by the fact that the phones probably won't get any bigger um and then they'll eventually get thinner and thinner to the point where they'll just be so thin that you'll cut yourself every time you try to take it out of your pocket not looking forward to that all right well you know i, I think the next step obviously is for apple to put cellular in the in the ipad line and you know so we may not have to worry about that at all but i will say that all the things that you all have said i've been thinking to myself for the past week and wondering if i ordered the right phone. So, so there's that. Um, but the other thing that the last reason I end up ordering is because I order from Apple, Apple has a good return policy. I figure I'll try it out for a couple of weeks. And if I'm just miserable with it, um, first world problem, I will return it and get a, get the, get the iPhone six. All right. That's four topics. We are nearly at the end. It's time for our bonus question. My bonus question is, uh, simple. 
uh hey what you doing we all used to work at idg we don't anymore um if you would like to say what you're up to or what you're thinking about or where people can find out more about what you're doing now is a great time because people are listening and they seem to like us and uh i want to i want to tell them what's uh what's going on phil what you doing uh trying to figure out what i'm doing is largely what i'm Mm. doing i i've i've lined up a few freelance opportunities would would love to hear a few more hey if you Mm. if you would like a a writer or editor with with some degree of skill you can reach me at pemichaels at gmail.com that's p-e michaels that's p-e as in philip edward michaels and you're and you're philip michaels on twitter as well yes uh dan morin what you doing uh uh you know everything besides this lovely podcast which i'm so glad is continuing um you can read you can read a piece i just wrote over at some website called six colors um i'm ah. sure i'm sure jason will tell you more about that shortly <laughs> uh, my personal blog's over at danshotfirst.com and i'm on twitter as at dmorin like phil i'm also i've lined up some freelance jobs and then would be interested in hearing more so hit me up on twitter or something <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been I think for all of us kind of crazy. I'm I've had some freelance things, you know, looking for other stuff. Um, it's been a little crazy, but um, uh, people can find me on Twitter. I will eventually have a blog and, and a website and stuff. But uh, yeah, I kind of got blindsided, and I'm no I'm bad bad prep person, so I don't have any of this ready to go. So Twitter, Dan Frakes. Um, that's where people can follow me and I'll be sure to let everybody know there what I'm doing. And uh, as for me, you can find me, Jay Snell, on Twitter. Um, I just launched my own tech website that I'm going to be doing every day, I guess, now, forever. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to sound so final about it. Anyway, six (laughs) colors, the letters, uh, S-I-X, colors.com. That's what's going on there. And that brings us to the end of this crazy uh, government in exile edition of Clockwise. Philip Michaels, thank you so much for being on yet again. Your coup may have misfired, but you can still try. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Dan Frakes, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on (laughs) Clockwise. Sadly, why are we all so busy this week? I don't 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 get it. But thank you. Uh, I will anytime. And Dan uh, Morin, it's a pleasure as always. It is a pleasure for me as well, and I I guess we'll see each other next week. Yeah, we'll be back here next week with this, and uh, we'll let people know if we move the feed and uh, you need to subscribe somewhere else, we'll send out a message in this feed about that. And uh, if we don't, then just keep on listening, and we'll just keep on talking to you every week. So uh, that's it for now. And before we go, we like to remind you, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.